Hey, this is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today, of course, is Han. How's it going? I It's going. It's going. We have a COVID outbreak in the house at the moment. So I'm, I'm just currently trying to avoid being infected for what would probably be the third time. So you're just in the spider's room instead? That's right. Getting COVID. That's cool. Well, I, that's a big upgrade from when it was bees. It used to be uh, spiders, then it was bees, then it's back to spiders. So that's that's where things are at now. You know what else gets spiders in it? What kind of uh, structure would get spiders in it is a dollhouse. There's a dollhouse that just sits idle because you grow up and you stop playing with dolls. Yeah. Why so you you me? you saw Doctor Strange <laughs> this weekend, huh? I did. Yeah. This is terrible. It was pretty I, good. I said to Hans, hey, would you want to record a show? I know it's kind of impromptu. You want to record a show tonight? No, I can't. I'm seeing Doctor Strange with my friends. Yeah. How, how did that go? <laughs> it was fine. Uh, more Sam Raimi than I was expecting. You haven't seen it, right? I probably will not see it unless you feel like it can eat up an entire... Should we just do a quick... Like how we did the, the Father Stu show, where I just explained Father Stu. Should we do a Doctor Strange show? Is uh, there enough to talk about it? Uh, not really. The The story is very basic, which is what I did, really didn't like. Uh, you can tell that he's just director for hire because the dialogue doesn't doesn't feel like a Sam Raimi movie. Um it feels like very melodramatic and very, you know, Marvel universe. So uh, you you have that with Sam Raimi's uh, visual style, and like sometimes there's a couple of jokes that you're kind of like, all right, so that that sounds Raimi-ish. Uh, the Bruce Campbell stuff was very him. What but does Bruce Campbell that, play in this movie? Who is he playing? Bruce, Cam- Bruce Campbell plays a guy that uh, sells uh, pizza balls in this other universe on the street. Uh, and uh, what's her name? America Chavez, who's one of our main characters, uh, is very not interesting at all. <laughs> at all. They just make, make her Latina, and that's it. And she's got a power that she can't control. Bruce Campbell sells these pizza balls, and uh, she steals some, and then Doctor Strange does like a little spell on him, and he beats himself up. So it's Bruce Campbell beating himself up. It's very Ash, right, from Evil Dead 2. And then the second post credit scene is just a joke about that. It's like three weeks later and like the spell ends. So he stops beating himself up. And that's the post post credit scene, which which is it's cool for um, for some Raimi fans, I think. But if I wasn't into his stuff at all and I was just like a Marvel, you know, fanatic that goes to see his moves, has to complete every single one of them and then wait for the two post credit scenes just to see Bruce Campbell be like, ah, that's it. You know, I think I would be upset <laughs> was it better but, or worse than the fall of sam axe that's really what i want to know oh uh, well there's not enough bruce gamble in it for me to to put in the same level of it as uh the fall of sam axe sure yeah but well, I, mean, I saw for what honestly for what it is uh i think vi- visually it's probably the most interesting even though you know it's all green screen or whatever but his visual style uh you can see a lot of his camera movements and a lot of his style of like darkness and shit like that. I don't, it's, it's not gory at all. You can't be gory in uh, PG 13. There's a couple of 
extreme things that happen or like the scary here is just or the horror that everyone's trying to sell it as is just a couple of jump scares that happen and then in one scene uh when he's that zombie character he like summons like a bunch of demons or souls or whatever to make himself a cape and those look kind of creepy but that's it like there's really nothing that you can put your finger at as like you know uh, a little boy that plays Fortnite where he aims to get headshots on his on his uh, rivals this is like nothing so i the outrage is really ridiculous and 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 funny i think it's just this fucking culture of crybaby baby man <laughs> that can't take a little you know dark. do you feel like that's manufactured from disney though that kind of uh fake outrage where it's like oh it's it's too spooky to be pg-13 well you yes because it's always the same outlets that promote shit like this you know mm-hmm. whenever something is not um uh, going as intended, even though this made a lot of money, but it did anger a lot of that type of fan that is just obsessed with the same sh- shit shoveled over and over again. Uh, this is a little bit different. Um, they make Scarlet Witch a villain who she's a villain in the comics, so everyone's upset because now she's bad, right? And yeah. how you know, you gave us a series with this character, and we care about her, and now she's bad. But the thing is that it suffers from the same thing that every other Marvel movies, movie suffers from, which is we create uh, an incident or a problem that, that seems to be, you know, this thing that the, the villain is willing to destroy universes for. And then it gets resolved in like the most simple and just, is that it? way so it's very like blue ball it's very anticlimactic mm-hmm. and then he just gets resolved and she like she's like oh well i guess i'm gonna be sad now and then she kills herself in a non-graphic way at all she just like but it, hold on, is it the mainline version of her is it the actual scarlet witch or is it scarlet witch from dimension seven it's not the real well, one she's over in the tv show still no it's supposed to be the it's supposed to be the real one because she's lost herself in her own mind. So now she's Scarlet Witch. She's not... Relatable to every woman. Right, right exactly. Yeah. yeah, because there's a scene... Where, oh, my God. Um, Professor X shows up. And they should not continue wheeling this man out because it's sad. Like, it, he, he was very Sid Haig. Yeah. The way they ro- just rolled him out. Uh, he had the X-Men yellow wheelchair, which was kind of clunky looking, actually. Kind of looked like a... Like a Transformers type of thing. Well, I, I heard they even played the 90s X-Men cartoon music yeah. when he was introduced. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the uh-huh. level of fan service that they dish out to to that well, 38-year-old consumer. <laughs> they also have um, Jim from The Office as Mr. Fantastic. Um, right. Who gets, who gets turned into... Um, uh, you know who would have been the perfect... Very quickly. The yeah. perfect Mr. Fantastic is uh, uh, Mike Redbar from Redbar. That's who I would have cast little, as Mr. Fantastic. little gray, and he's just... Mm, he just... I don't know. I thought he talked... Voice, I was like, I don't know, that, that sounds like Red Robbie Bar Goodwin's impression of Redbar. <laughs> he just criticizes everyone from afar. Mm. Doesn't get close to anyone. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very... Like, the whole Illuminati thing... Within five minutes, all of them are killed very easily. I watched that leaked so. scene over uh, 
wherever I found it, but I saw that Mr. Fantastic gets uh, like shredded or something, and then they kill. Yeah. Did they, they brought back the the not the Eternals, but what was the other one? The Immortals, the one that the movie and TV show because they released the pilot into IMAX theaters and oh, wanted yeah. everybody to forget about it because it was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was one of those ABC shows where they had done Agents of Shield and uh, Peggy Carter, Miss Miss Captain America. Secret Agent, whatever the fuck the name of that show was. Then they... they Peggy threw, Carter or something like that? Miss yeah. Carter then they put out this, and it flopped. It was it was a massive failure for ABC, and they tried to erase it from, like, the MCU canon. Fuck, what was it called? Is it Immortals? I think it was just Immortals, yeah. Inhumans. Inhumans, okay. That's what it was, yeah, where the, the suits look very cosplaying quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they br- bring back that character. Um, he gets killed very quickly too, because uh, uh, apparently he's got the power of um, of like sonic or like sound or whatever. He can shriek really loudly, and um, Scarlet Witch does a thing where his mouth disappears, like on that Deadpool on that that Wolverine movie where Deadpool has no mouth, mm-hmm. and then he shouts and he blows his own brain. Um, so he dies very quickly. It's it's just a, a completely unnecessary scene where there's this this whole um storyline about how you know uh there's so many different doctor strange well there's a doctor strange in every different multiverse right but they're all dangerous because they're so powerful so we can't let you go because we can't trust you and then scarlet witch comes she beats the fuck out of everyone and then they're like well i guess we kind of trust you now because we have to uh so it's it's like uh, 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 parts of stories that are trying to go somewhere but then they just die off in a very whatever way so it's very difficult to care about what's happening but it well, does have like vi- like visually it's it's cool but besides that is was this what was the much. first what was the last marvel film that you watched before this where are were you lost at because i remember when avengers came out i did not see thor and I did not see Captain America: The uh, First Avenger. First Avenger, yeah. And to, really, no, I, I don't, I don't, I disagree with that because they, that was the first, The Avengers was the first movie where it was like, all right, well, you had to have seen the last movie and then the one before that in order to understand what's happening with these characters and why there's a Loki character who's just here without any sort of explanation. He's in the cell or whatever, stealing this tesseract thing. So. No, by that point, they had shifted into the, all right, well, in order for this to be a real movie to you, you had to have seen everything that led up to it. And that was uh, fucking, oh, 10 years ago now, actually. Wow. I don't know. What's the last? Let me see. Let me look at the order. It might have been. Um... No, because the Spider-Man ones are not MCU, right? They, are they? they are, but at any moment, they could be yanked out. Then those ones, because I just I just wanted to, I wanted to see what people think a good comic book movie is now, because those that Spider Man movie, that last one, was praised by every person that I've seen, besides people that are, whose opinion I trust. <laughs> right. So I wanted to see for myself, and then I saw it. Well, you, you like, watched oh, No Way Home, and you weren't terrible. you weren't impressed with no. that, right? No, it was just. It's cameos. It was just, well, what's the story? Oh, well, 
oh, there's di there's a different one of us, but we're kind of similar. Oh, isn't this weird? And uh, now we're going to fight together. Oh, that's okay. And oh, now we're sad because we're leaving. All right. Did anything change around them? Did anything move forward? Did anything? No, we just needed a Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield movie. Great, cool. So it's that's what it, it was way too fucking long too. Way these movies are. This one didn't feel that long, even though it is two hours, I think. Uh, but that one, I remember just going back to the player, just being like, "How long is it left?" And it was always over an hour <laughs> for whatever reason. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, no. You know, something uh, I realized about that in retrospect, maybe I said this on the Monkey Jones podcast when we were uh, recording our show on No Way Home, is that it kind of feels like, with that movie especially, that Tobey Maguire is just clearly there for the paycheck. He doesn't really mm -hmm. know, know how to act like Peter Parker anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, he's just 48-year-old Tobey Maguire. Uh, did, did, I mean, I, I assume, um, you know, there was nothing aside from the cameos that they showed in the Illuminati scene where they brought in, oh, here's Ben Affleck. There was a lot of rumors like that. There was, oh, Ben Affleck's going to come back as Daredevil. Tom Cruise and is Tom actually going to be a right. very, the Tom Cruise one, like get fucking real. Tom Cruise is not doing a cameo in Doctor Strange 2 as Iron as Man. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just a character that was someone else's iconic role that brought him back to you know being an actor i guess yeah tom cruise right. is gonna play second second to that now uh yeah well what what has damn toby's career after <laughs> spider-man it's a little it's because he's a brothers. gambling addict he's a hustler he's taking people's <laughs> money at the at the card table that's what he's but he's actually he's gonna be in the new damien giselle movie that comes out in december along with Eric Roberts. So it'll be a, a good career boost for the both of them. Is that Babylon? Babylon. Where yeah. he, he plays what? I think Charlie he produced it as Chaplin. well. He's playing Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who yeah, thought that was a good idea? Tobey Maguire. Oh, yeah. You know what I think about when I think about Tobey Maguire's <laughs> flexible comedic body? That's what I think. I think a guy who's yeah. funny falling down. Not yeah, I like I like someone that's very charismatic without opening their mouth. And you know, first person <laughs> I think about is uh, Spider Man. Mm -hmm. You know, who would you cast as Charlie Chaplin? Oh Jesus, it has to be um, Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> God, that's a terrifying. terrifying <laughs> what he just plays all the pedophile roles? Yeah, oh. yeah. Also Edgar Allan Poe, he should play him. I just think of him like a creepy little man. I don't know. I figured. And he always just transforms himself into whatever role is. So I mm -hmm. think he would, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. How about? He, I mean, he has been playing that for his whole career, right? Even when he was younger, he was kind of like either the spunky, like, punky character or a creep or like a weirdo, like, creepy looking. I don't know what he character. did in the 80s and 90s. I know that he was in, he was the cool kid in Bad News Bears. And then he disappeared for a bit. He showed up in, what was it, The Day of the Locust and played like a little feminine boy who Donald Sutherland snaps and stomps on him to death in a crowd and then they killed Donald oh, Sutherland. Yeah, maybe You should check YouTube right now see if there's a clip of this, this scene because he plays a weird like lollipop guild style child in this movie. And um, he's constantly taunting this Donald Sutherland character. who Oh, his name's Homer Simpson in it. In oh, the day wow. of the locust, and uh, it, this 
this Donald Southern character is like just a, a dude who gets used by this actress in uh, old Hollywood. And he's just a total perpetual cuckold. I and found he, it, but I think I think the the violence already starts before the clip. Oh, uh, it, it kind of seems like it. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, this is it. I mean, we can play the sound. Okay. Is that him? Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> it's like his big Joker moment. <laughs> this is based on the true story. <laughs> And then I think they kill him in a very, uh, you know how Rhodes dies in Day of the Dead? Where they just, Remind me. there's a crowd, they recreate it in Shaun of the Dead, where it's just a crowd of zombies that wind up tearing him apart from his midsection. Oh yeah, oh, looking yeah, for Mr. Yeah, Goodbar, guy, slash Walter Peck from Ghostbusters is the main character of this movie. So he just gets ravaged for killing this child. Uh, very Doctor Strange-esque. Did this happen in any of the Doctor Strange Jesus universes? Christ, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is much darker than I was expecting. Uh, no, there is uh, a couple of... Uh, I mean, That's what happened whole... to Mr. Fantastic, right? The whole mo- yeah, well, they turn him into straws or into like, um, you know, those pool pool straw things. It's just like a long noodle, like floaty yeah. thing. Noodles, yeah, yeah, straw. pool noodle. Uh, he- they turn him into that very quickly. Uh, they kill Captain America too very quickly, and then there's a uh, black uh, Captain Marvel that uh, that they also kill. Very oh, really? So they're already. S- so here's what probably happened: is Brie Larson was like, "Yeah, I want more money," and I said. More money. All right. Well, why don't we just revisit this question after the new Doctor Strange movie comes out? Well, they use the excuse of it being a different universe, right? Mm. So that if I guess they could just kill her and and uh, you know what I think about is how are they going to integrate that Batwoman series into the Matt Reeves, the Batman universe? <laughs> it's going to be canceled for like five years by the time that movie comes out. They uh, uh, some fans in Times Square, I think, bought a billboard or something to to have it come back. Which I feel like he's probably just like the lead actress's mom paid for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone of the cast that has money because has mm-hmm. worked in a couple of other things before. Because yeah, no. Even like, who's pretending to like that show? At first, it was the you know the the woke and and how it was different and like brave and and like lesbian, right? I think the character it was, was Ruby Rose, and then she. Uh, so there was a lot of behind the scenes issues on that Batwoman show. Where apparently a stuntman, this happens a lot, got like paralyzed or died or burnt to death, you know, one of those three. And then she was like, I'm done with this show. She was causing problems as well. And um, maybe rightfully so. Who knows what the actual production on that CW program was, was like. Um, And then they filled her in with uh, some uh, black actress that I'm Mm -hmm. not the name of. I don't know her. 
Has Hollywood uh, stopped trying to push that Ruby Rose actress yep. as, a, as an actor? Yeah, that's that's done. That was what for like thirty year old girls on Tumblr who had like a very brief I could be bisexual if I thought about it <laughs> phase. Yeah, where where and any I mean she's she's beautiful, but like there at that stage of any woman that has tattoos and short hair is like oh yeah, like that's she's so hot. <laughs> it's like she ran that wave of you know that look. Yeah, of uh, of being you know the girl with tattoos. That's, kind of badass or whatever you know what i think about is everybody who made their personality being tatted body modificate but i'm a body mod model during that time because i knew a girl i went to high school with this girl uh whose last name was coming and uh she was like a total preppy abercrombie and fitch girl because that's what was popular at the time and then right after college she was like, I'm going to move to L.A. and I'm going to be a model and I'm going to have my entire tattoo, my my entire body tattooed. She's like a normal girl otherwise or visually a normal girl otherwise. Right. Did that. Was a alt model for a couple of years. Did porn and then <laughs> disappeared. You don't hear about her anymore. So now she's probably just shooting heroin somewhere in East L.A., I think. If someone disappeared her. Yeah. She sucked the wrong dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Doctor, Str- we're gonna. This is actually this is gonna be a bonus show at this point because we've talked about nothing okay. but doc- we haven't even announced what we're gonna cover for the next episode now. Right. But okay, so yeah. Doctor, did you watch the first Doctor Strange movie? Yeah, yeah, but it's been a while. Just once. I honestly, I I've seen. I think the only couple that I haven't seen has been. Uh, um, Ant-Man 2 that I didn't care about. Ant-Man, or... Ant-Man I am just constantly forgetting about. Yeah. Who's showing up to... I mean, look, they showed up to Shang-Chi. That was a joke. That was an ongoing joke. Like, who's yeah, who's come, come to the theater for that? But it was huge right so yeah that was my that was my funny joke the whole movie where the with the fat fat chinese man from <laughs> dr strange showed up i was like oh chang chi <laughs> just just to myself just to, just to make myself laugh uh, i haven't even seen chang chi so that that one thank you for reminding that me that could be great i did, yeah. I did watch the eternals because i was curious and that was more boring than anything else um oh there's a fantastic four movie that's in development right now Whew, great Another friend. Who, who? Does anyone? I think we've said this. Oh, I've said this before. Who gives a shit about the Fantastic Four? Really? Is there still like a? They keep trying. Audience, goddamn. I. Fuck. What do you think the problem is with the Fantastic Four? Because on paper, that should that should do well. It's like a little mini X Men. You got the visual effects. You got. I maybe Mr. Fantastic is too boring. Maybe you he just sucks. They have to do like a Shazam thing where it's like family friendly and kitty and like, and like, because they've done that. that... They did that with the two movies that came out in 2005 and 2007. And that didn't really work. I mean, I guess the first one was kind of, it was enough of a box office hit to sustain a sequel, but there wasn't real interest in it. It got swamped by Batman Begins that same year. So, but I think that was before they knew how to make this type of movies, right? That's when they were still trying with that. They were trying with the Electro one. They were trying with the Daredevils. They were trying with those, you know, where, where the tone wasn't the there. The good movies. Yet. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. I <laughs> think I got yeah, two with, copies of Daredevil behind <laughs> Those strays that that was like, a, if this works, we might create a universe. So we're just going to grab B-list or C-list heroes. Um, I feel like that's the only way this can work. 
uh, they're very goofy characters. You know, it's a man that's very stretchy and another one that's invisible and one is made of rocks and he tells jokes and he's kind of cranky. You know, like that shit doesn't work for like a dark and, and broody story. I beg to differ. Really... I think that Josh Trank Fantastic Four up until, <laughs> up until the studio clearly took over was really yeah. enjoyable and really strange and weird and fun. But, and then they turned it into, hey, remember the Michael Chiklis Fantastic Four? Now right. it's going to be like that. And that was a big think, mistake. Do you think the Fantastic Four elements is what made that half interesting? Or it could have worked if it wasn't, like, if it didn't have the Fantastic Four name attached to it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the fact, does the fact that it's the Fantastic Four really affect that first half that much? Where you're like, okay, this is good because it is the Fantastic Four and not because this could have been an interesting movie if it didn't have that name and those characters. No, I think the fact that it is the Fantastic Four and you're doing something that's kind of Cronenberg-esque with it is what makes it interesting because I probably wouldn't be interested if it was just something that existed on its own. There wouldn't be that little uh, extra pop factor of, all right, this Doctor Doom character is walking down a hallway and making people's bodies pop. And he's got like a weird Superman three bad guy face uh, where the cyborg like took over or whatever. And then you have, uh, I, I also thought it was an interesting idea to have the human torch be like um, essentially like a military drone and just take out third world nations for the, 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 the U S government. Uh, I thought that was all interesting. And then as soon as they were like, okay, and now we've got 25 minutes left. Now you're superheroes. Now you're taking down somebody and you're a family. And it just it felt anything. so clunky. I remember nothing about that movie. I remember that scene with the hallway. And mm-hmm. but and I remember that the planet where they arrive was just very brown. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's it. That's all the recollection I have. Well, that was like the first idea of... Because they didn't do space travel for it. It wasn't like a, a real planet. It was interdimensional travel. So they were going into like another universe. And that was like the first time they were touching upon that in any of these kinds of films. And now it is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness starring Patrick Stewart. Yeah. 90-year-old Patrick Stewart. Star, Star Trek Picard. He gets which, killed, by the way. Good. In a very Again. funny way. Do, do you want me to how tell you he, how he gets yeah, killed? Yeah, yeah, please do. Okay. <laughs> All right, so there's one point where Scarlet Witch has killed everyone, right? And uh, in that in that uh, scene with the uh, Illuminati, you know how they're high above, right? And like they're all sitting next to each other. Yeah. So he's up there, and Scarlet Witch is down. Uh, oh no, wait, he comes down, right? And then they go at each other, and um, uh, Professor X goes like this and gets into her head, and then inside of her head, everything is white, and it's just like buildings that are all fucked up and destroyed. And then there's a little hole in the middle of rubble, and that's where Wanda is. And Wanda's like, hey, can you help me get out? And he's like, yeah. But he takes me like 10 minutes to get there because he's like 200 years old. Mm. Uh, and when he tries to pull her, there's a, a cloud of red, which I guess represents Scarlet Witch, coming uh, and takes over him. And then he makes like a very... Uh, old man scared face, uh, <laughs> and then from the inside she goes like like this, and then his neck is broken and he's dead. Well, he's died now about seven times in all yeah. these X Men movies, <laughs> and he's just older in every other universe yeah. that they do. <laughs> do yeah. they add any uh, any of the softness filter to try and make him seem a little 
less geriatric. No. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know. He kind of doesn't look real at first when he shows up, but it might just be that he's just old as shit. And the last time I saw him was, I don't know, like five years ago or something. I can't even remember the last time I saw him on anything. Oh wait, the Picard show where he looks old as fuck. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. I honestly can't remember if it looked that fake or not. I just remember that he looked way too old. Where it's just like, you guys need to find another bald old man to play this role. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> you know, I'm sure the check is nice, but like, do you think they're gonna bring him back? Do you think? Do you think they're actually gonna bring in anybody from that Fox? Because I guess why would you include Patrick Stewart here unless you were gonna have some ties to that for the fans so that people can go oh my god is the remember gold gay guy from <laughs> movies <laughs> right i guess I'm, so that's and because otherwise you it wouldn't have happened on a different universe that they leave and we forget about right so introducing him there where he gets killed but it's like well it's not our timeline so well he's dead but hey we can also just bring him back for another cameo in the future if there's a good reception to it i'm assuming there was a good reception to it because he's a beloved character and that's all you need you know for those people to be satisfied just to cameo someone they recognize well did your audience uh stand up and start clapping when he no. appeared on screen and the x-men music <laughs> began to play my audience was me and my friend in the front in like the fourth row and then four people in the back. So I, I didn't know what the reaction was. I couldn't hear them. There was no one there. So no, there was not many people that cared about Dr. Strange on a Tuesday night. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I saw that you gave it three stars on Letterboxd. Do you stand by that? Do you think you're going to stand by that is really what I should ask? Probably not. Uh, just like the same with the Batman, right? As soon as I start talking about the things that I like, or that I liked about it, and then I have to think about them. It's like, yeah. oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, hmm, Now that maybe... the awe is gone of sitting yeah. in that theater seat and watching it, being like, yeah, this is a, this is a fun experience. And then it's... you go, that yeah. was kind of fucking stupid. That was actually a really <laughs> shitty moment. That whole performance was garbage. Yeah. Um, you know what I, you know know what I watched? For... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I think for now, uh, I'm I'm so tired of these superhero things that this one at least did something different with the way it looked and the like the presentation of it. So yeah, at least from that, I guess side, it's more interesting than any of the other ones since. What's the, what's the the one that maybe had a different style? Uh, Thor, two maybe. Oh God, no! Thor two is really no, Ragnarok. Where I... Ragnarok, I mean. Okay. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Where, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. You have, okay. Let's say Guardians of the Galaxy. So like a little different looking than sure. the rest of them. Because it's in space. So he can do like more creative and better looking things, I guess. Uh, this one, just on that end, just on the visual style, that's what I gave it three. But uh, every time anyone opened their mouth, it was kind of like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, why can't they just get someone that can fucking write not fucking cheese deck dialogue you know uh but that's why it'll probably change in the second watching if i ever do that but for now yeah mm -hmm. i stand by that i guess i feel like they're gonna have to get to a point where they just go in the direction that dc is going in and just decide okay well we're gonna have all of these different properties exist in their own separate universes because making them coalesce i mean i guess it's still technically working for them to this point but they're really gonna box themselves in 
especially I feel like there's going to have to be some kind of reset within the not so distant future so they can continue to get use out of the Captain America, Iron Man, et cetera, characters, even if they've got X-Men, they've got the Fantastic Four and they got Spider-Man for now. Uh, there's only so far you can go with that. And you do have all these characters at your disposal if you want them. And they do. Well, I, I also think that they, they use that multiverse as a cover, I guess, to see how people will react uh, seeing a female Captain America, who's a Peggy character. I think they did. They also did a, a bunch of shorts on Disney Plus that was, I think it was called What If. Yeah, they did I think the What One series. of them. In one of them, Peggy Carter is Captain America. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, it's it's difficult to to picture them trying to replace uh, the characters from the first wave with someone playing the same character. Because even when the uh, Falcon became Captain America, right? Uh, does anyone talk about that series anymore? Does anyone care? No, there's a manufactured a <laughs> meme of uh, the Baron Zemo character in a nightclub that was clearly like a Disney effort that they boosted on Twitter. And that was it. That was the only discussion. They didn't even want to commit to having one of those guys be Captain America, right? So, right. Um, yeah. Chris Evans has no range as an actor. He'll be back in that, that uniform very soon. Uh, <laughs> I 100% think he's in there within the next five ten years uh no five five seven years and uh robert downey jr i think is actually done i think he ain't gonna go back to it he might do like some little bullshit cameo thing where he's gonna look really old and fat maybe he's back on drugs or something because what what is he doing he's in oppenheimer but he's like keeping a low profile he did that do little movie right after oh, yeah <laughs> Right after leaving Disney. So it's like, all right, now he's going to do movies with integrity. Now he's going to, yeah, oh, no. do little. Okay. That flopped. <laughs> that was become, a big mistake. I'm going to become a real actor now. I'm going to play that beloved character that uh, Eddie Murphy kind of took over in the 90s. Because mm -hmm. who, who remembers the Doolittle do, do, do yes. from the, what is it, 70s or 80s? No, not even 80s. I think it was like 70s, right? I feel like it was 1968 oh, or something. It was a Doolittle yeah. film with a British actor yeah. whose name I cannot mm -hmm. remember. And then uh, Eddie Murphy takes over as Dr. Doolittle, Dr. Doolittle 2. And then uh, the Proud Family Girl does the third Dr. Doolittle by herself. Oh, I sure didn't even know there was a <laughs> Dr. Doolittle universe. <laughs> That's cool. Dr. Doolittle Jr. And then... And then he's white. And in the now jungle. he's back to white. Right. It always comes full yeah. Just like Kingpin. White, then black. Then black in another way. And then white again. Black in another way. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did the, yeah. the cell shading uh, version of Kingpin on MTV with Neil Patrick Harris as Spider-Man. It was a sequel to the Tobey Maguire film. What are you talking about? You don't remember this? this? No. Michael Clark called? Duncan played the Kingpin on the MTV Spider-Man series. It was a cel-shaded TV show. And Neil Patrick Harris played Spider-Man. Ian Ziering played uh, Harry Osborn. Oh. And then oh, some, awful. some famous so bad. singer from the 90s. I feel like your name is like Lisa something. Uh, played Mary Jane. Lisa Loeb. Oh yeah, Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Devon Sawa was in it too. Yeah, they would have. Reno, you know Reno Romano. That's Ray's 
Romano's son. Oh no, he's Canadian. Never mind. You know, <laughs> Reno Romano was the voice of um, Peter Parker on the '90s cartoon. Okay, Ed Asner was in it. Yeah, he 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 would do anything up until he died. Nine years Zombie. old. Zombie. Who did Rob Zombie play? Uh, the lizard, Curtis Connors. Okay. John C. McKinley, Victoria Madsen, Jeremy Piven, Kathy Griffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this cast? Jane Lynch. It was a weird. Sh- I remember, uh, much like the Ren and Stimpy adult party hour, um, they were like, "All right, we'll we'll start playing these at on like Thursday night at ten o'clock," and then they would just randomly drop them on any night of the week. And it was very hard to keep up with the schedule for that show. And they play a lot of reruns. And then nobody was actually watching it. I don't even really know why I have a memory of the show. I guess just because it was so obscure. But it was a direct sequel to the Raimi Spider-Man films. It was all in that hmm. universe. So Yeah, I really knew. It, lo- it does look like a PlayStation 2 game with that self-shading thing. But it, they got Yeah, they got Michael Clark Duncan to re- reprise his role as Kingpin on that. So they connected it to the Daredevil Electro universe. universe. Right. The good right. stuff. How many episodes of that did you watch? I I feel like I probably watched the entire first season. Damn. I think there were two yeah. seasons or one and a half or something got canceled. I did, I did tell you, right, that how we would consume American TV here is that if we were lucky enough that the channel would purchase the whole series, then you would get an ending. Otherwise, you just get to a point where the next day it just restarts all over. You're just like, wait a second. Mm. What the hell? What the fuck? I didn't get a resolution. Or they just didn't purchase all the episodes. That was the it's worst thing in the world. Uh, when it came to uh, Toonami when I was a kid, because mm. I, re- I was really into Dragon Ball Z. Right. And they would do their sagas and whatnot. And it got to the end where it's like, all right, the planet's going to explode. Oh, the license has run out. So you gotta wait actually, you gotta you gotta wait a year, or you can pay for a VHS tape for twenty dollars and find out what happened. So I just had to buy a bunch of VHS tapes of Dragon Ball Z. Very frustrating. All right, so Doctor Strange, you feel like it's probably not gonna be good when you revisit it. Uh uh Yeah, not as good as I think it is now. Uh even though I do, yeah, I don't know. I uh Do you begrudge Sam Raimi much for, for his like return to directing being this movie because he's been out of it for what like 10 years 12 years what the oz movie was that his last one? Oh god i forgot about that yeah he's a hack now huh he's a yeah. disney hack just like tim burton that's sad yeah. that's why i didn't really care that much uh i'm hoping that he, he can still do some of his personal shit i guess but i'm not excited about that evil that thing they're doing that new one with like his Ash's daughter or whatever. I uh, why like I, it's like the Pirates of the Caribbean thing. They're doing a movie now with Margot Robbie, right? And no, no involvement of Johnny Depp at all. It's like who's gonna watch? What is she gonna play? Why would uh, you a pirate's rape victim? Yeah, yes, a female (laughs) in those days. That's what that's what they were. Uh, I don't know, but who again? Uh, who cares? It's it's uh, we're not created enough to come up with anything better, so we're gonna try to still squeeze whatever's left of this franchise without bringing. I like a good squeeze, wouldn't you why? say that? Yeah, I listen. I think that Sam Raimi <laughs> probably hasn't had uh, much integrity since he left those Spider-Man movies. I haven't Let's seen see. Drag Me to Hell. I know a lot of people like that, and they were saying, like "Oh, oh, that's an underrated flick," but I dodged it because it was a PG-13 horror movie. 
Sam Raimi became the king of PG-13 horror movies in the odds. Because he produced The Grudge, right? He produced well, a he lot produced, of those movies. He's and they produced were PG-13. a bunch of that poltergeist. Ugh. Wow. Uh, Another yeah. completely forgettable movie. Damn, anything he touches really falls apart, it seems like. Let's see. The Grudge from 2020. He did that crawl movie that was that uh, crocodile movie. Was that uh, Alexander that Aha who directed uh, that? Yes, I think so. Hold on. I feel like I might have watched. Yeah. I might have watched one clip from it. Uh, he produced Don't Breathe too, that you were a huge fan of because of the, the plot, right? No, that was a fake uh, out. They lied to us. <laughs> that wasn't how oh, that went down. I, of course, just can't can't not be disappointed with Hollywood. I guess no. uh, he produced the first one, uh, Spartacus, the series, the Evil Dead movie. What's the Possession from 2012? Possession. Julius uh, I don't know. Girl. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar. Move from there. Dragon to Hell. Thirty Days of Night. The Grudge Two. The Messengers. Boogeyman. Oof. Uh, the Grudge, Cena, yeah, yeah. He's been doing mostly producing, not not so much uh, directing. Um, I, I honestly like. I feel like he's probably at the stage of his career where he's like, all right, let me just make some money. He's made enough. I I get it. And if I was in his shoes, I probably will just be satisfied with the amount of money <laughs> that I have and just do personal shit. But. I honestly don't care whenever whenever a director that I like picks a movie, like a big movie or a big property, because it's just like, just fucking get paid. Whatever. You know, I I'll just won't watch it, and that's it. Right. Yeah. Well, I was watching, you know, this is pretty similar. I was watching Inside Man on Netflix, or maybe it was HBO Max, and that's a Spike Lee film, commercial Spike. They said, hey, go direct someone's script for a big company. And what I thought- a hospital movie? Uh, no, they're robbing a bank to get some sort of uh, evidence of like, oh, he worked with the Nazis and sold out a family or something. This is from like 2006. And uh, I thought that was very good. So I think uh, Sam Raimi has no excuse for delivering an undercooked <laughs> product here. He is no Spike Lee. Right. When did that one come out? In between what? Uh, that I think that was right before he did Old Boy. And old boy seems like Spike's alcoholism uh, no. peaking. No, you're wrong. So that was, that was after She Hated Me. Awful, awful movie. Really awful <laughs> personal movie he did, She Hate Me. Uh, Anthony Mackie. Can we just pull up a quick – Maybe we, have we showed this before? Anthony Mackie's face on the sperm in that movie. I want to remake She Hate Me with Brendan from Tales from the Mall. That's what I would like to do. Wait, Anthony Mackie's. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, what? The, wait, I've seen this. You watched or at it? Least, uh, at least this screen. <laughs> God. So uh, he thought this was a good idea for a serious enough movie. What's and this, it about? Uh, it's about. this. He's a guy who loses his the job Q-tip? because he's, cause he's too honest. Um, and then he becomes a sperm donor for a living and he's got all these lesbians lusting after him so they can get his sperm and give birth to his child. 
You said it was a very personal movie. I guess so. I don't is know. Is that what he? Is that what he? What he thinks? Is that if you were a woman, is Spike Lee the man that you're like? This is what I want all of my children to look like. <laughs> I want him to be five five, and with the posture of a of a C. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very very attractive. He's uh he just got a Nike campaign. He's back as Mars Spike? Blackman. Yeah, just like in the nineties. Nice. Uh, so that's ex- if you want to Google that, I'm sure he looks very impressive in his Nike gear and his outfit. Spike still making it happen. I mean, he's still wearing all that shit in the in the Nick games, right? Have you seen oh, yeah. what he wears in those games? <laughs> like, it, this doesn't really change that much from that. Let me see, fifty. That was the fiftieth anniversary. So it's a little one-off, uh, probably advert that he did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, Inside Man. When did that come out? There, so it was right after She Hate Me, as far as the the because he did uh, a Disney movie, or maybe it was Buena Vista still, called uh, Miracle at Saint Anna. And oh, I remember that. After. That was after this one. Yeah. Inside so Man. So you got you got Twenty Fifth Hour, then you got She Hate Me. There's a TV movie called Sucker Free City. Uh, two episodes of a miniseries called Miracles Boys. Uh, a short called Children of America, and then Inside Man, and then after that he directed a the pilot for a series called Shark, which sounds James Woods. Oh, James Woods, yeah. Uh, wow, I then... wonder what that was like. I wonder how James Woods was receiving direction from <laughs> Spike Lee. Then there's a team movie called M O N Y, uh, and then Miracle in Santana. And then a couple of documentaries and Red Hook Summer. Then Old Boy. Okay. Yeah, no, Red Hook Summer, I remember uh, when he was funding that. No, sorry, he was funding The Sweet Blood of Jesus, which is a horrible movie. Uh, he was, he was um, promoting Red Hook Summer, and I recall him being like just belligerently drunken interviews with like the Huffington Post and talking shit about people like uh, like Michael Rappaport and stuff who he liked and worked with for a short <laughs> period of time just talking about gentrification and stuff uh, yeah he's yes. he did not have a handle on um, any sort of booze during during that point and that my my favorite Spike Lee fact that came from like a Facebook group like a Criterion Collection Facebook group, is someone saying, oh, I don't watch his movies anymore. Because when I went to film school, he taught a class at NYU and started uh, yelling at me saying, that's some Jewish shit. But he didn't say Jewish. He said the K word. So oh. that's, that's what he said. He showed up drunk and started saying that at a crowd of students. So that's uh, Spike Lee still making movies. I mean... To be fair to Spike, not watching a movie because someone says that word is very much of that (laughs) that type of person. (laughs) So maybe he had a point there. Let's see. Uh, I got the advert. Oh, we got an advert? We're going to play ads now. We're sponsored by Nike, by the way. This, this, This show is brought to you by Nike. Jesus Christ, hold on, hold on. I think we need to see what's going on. What the f- <laughs> That's a turtle. 
That's someone's <laughs> cute sh- pet turtle. Someone left his shell at home. <laughs> oh, he's got that Eric Roberts at the end of Night Walk slur. Mm-hmm. Arrow, arrow <laughs> pace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I see the tiger. At her own pace. I see green rock stars. Marie, crash the race. And doodle at her own pace. I see green rock stars. Turn the racketeers. You hear? I seen the tiger earn a strike. Oh, That's right. fuck. Is he actually, like, he's luring a lot. Yeah. It does sound like he's intoxicated. He's that 80, the 88 fit. I have arrived my main man money 88. 88. Jesus. That is not jive talk, by the way. It's... Oh my god, how long is this? Is four minutes? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Christ. All right, this is the director's time. Every, <laughs> every American athlete that has won something. That's Spike Lee now, which if you can contrast that with like any interview he gave 10 years ago, maybe he had a stroke or something. I doubt it. I strongly doubt it. Okay. Anyway. Well, no, he seems to be moving well. Right. right. He doesn't mouth. have any not... frozen no, facial like... features okay, or let's anything. Because he moved his right hand there. If he moves his left... At any point, no, yeah, it's fine. He didn't have no stroke. Nah, he didn't. He's just Unless... enjoying a good beverage. <laughs> Unless both of his legs are just spaghetti right now. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, no, he's just yeah. Goddamn, that's uh, that's actually that reminds me of every time I listen to our episodes when I drink and I'm like, ah, hmm. That doesn't yeah, sound that's, good. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Maybe you should learn a lesson from that. I don't know. Yeah. Could be something to think about. Well, I've been drinking green tea and water today, so I've, I've, I'm trying. I'm that's a good healthy approach. From... Uh, should they allow Spike Lee to direct uh, Black Panther 3? Black Panther. What do you think? I mean, what does that look there's like? A whole, there's a whole segment after the Three Bloods, right? That's very. The Five Bloods. Black. The, whatever. How many are left at the end? Three, right? There's about three. Two? Yeah. Two and a yeah, half bloods. I don't remember. Um, I mean, it would at least make the movie sound interesting as opposed to what's come out from that movie that is just, you know, New Black Panther is the sister that hasn't really gone through anything. Just, you know, she's been royalty since she's been alive and she's very good with technology and that's that's your hero okay well that, that's <laughs> like the iron man show right isn't she gonna be the new iron man oh is i don't i don't that's... even know i just i just thought that you know that 
how mad do you think Marvel executives were with the fact that one of the more popular heroes that the first couple of of, uh, phases had just died out of well i guess not out of nowhere because you could you could see some of the interviews from like a year before and he kind of looks a little rough he's like a skinny people were making fun of him you remember people were making yeah. fun of the fact that he lost so much weight yeah. um he's very he looked like arl sharpton yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> he should be because, the new black panther because these whole these franchise like he's one of the most successful ones if i'm not mistaken right uh and yeah. they were able to take advantage of uh passing it as this culturally relevant icon of a movie because it's the first black hero or whatever if you want to ignore you know blank man and and such blank yes blank man is the george washington (laughs) of black superheroes yeah yeah Uh, but they could have easily just do the same movie with a different villain that he would have been fine because everyone just loves this guy right and then he just dies and all of a sudden it's like what the fuck do we do with this franchise now they can't just like get rid of it because you know his what what is the the melodramatic thing about like his legacy or whatever you can't just kill his legacy or end like that so we're just you know who they should cast characters they should cast uh james dean i think james dean is an actor with a lot of props he could be a great uh replacement for yeah, they should bring him back too. What, what happened to him? He bought a he bought a million dollar house and uh, got me too in the same. He was like an early me too, James Dean. Oh. oh damn! And then goodbye. They all believed him. They, I mean, they all believed her. Believe all women. What was her name? Stoya. What is she up to now? Probably mentally ill on pills. Probably still getting stuff in her butt. Uh, <laughs> didn't um. Uh... What's his name? Uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, Ellis. Bredison oh. Ellis. Didn't he put him in his movie? Yes. The can- Well, no. I mean, it wasn't. I, I, maybe it was his choice. I think he was interested in trying to, you know, give him some of a bill and see if he could suck him off or something. You know how guys like that are. Uh, that was a Paul Schrader film, and they agreed to no, cast James not. Dean. The Canyons. I don't like. I don't like. <laughs> thinking that that's a Paul Schrader movie because it's so bad in every level that it's just like, how can you, how you person that was talented was still like, still talented. He came back to being talented. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then you watch that and you're just like, every, every decision, every angle, every shot, you're just like, what the, like, it looks like it's someone that forgot or doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, So no, that's not a Paul Schrader movie. That's a Brett. There's, there's, (laughs) <laughs> it does feel like you know what it wouldn't surprise me if Paul Schrader because he was so just lusting after Lindsay Lohan where he, <laughs> I was like I, I've said this before the best thing that ever happened with that Canyons movie was I think it was a Hollywood Reporter article um, that came out it was so detailed you could have printed it as a novel and uh, it, the characterization of Paul Schrader which accurately matches everything you see on Facebook today and know about him as just just this h-word older fellow who's just trying to you know have Lindsay lohan fall in love with him because he's fallen in love with her on the first day of shooting it's just clawing at her hotel room door begging her to come out and do the shoot and she's all hopped up on something coke probably and alcohol uh it wouldn't surprise me if he was busy doing that and he just gave it to the first ad and was like hey listen can you just go handle the- i can't do this right now 
Yeah. And that's I how go I smell. I gotta go smell Lindsay's sheets. Can you see? <laughs> <this scene? laughs> yeah. There, I, I, I watched so. that again recently. I did watch it uh, earlier this year, and there are some shots in that movie that feel like what if you did it now? Uh, the the way you would capture that look is picking up your iPhone and just doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very so. It's just so flat and unbelievably messy in an unimpressive way, and it seems impressed with itself. There's tracking shots that seem Mm -hmm. like nobody did color correction on them or had any idea for what, I mean, what is this aside from eating up time? It's just not visually interesting. So 75 year old film student made that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like to think about that as a post rated movie. Unfortunately, I've only seen it once. I'm sure that uh, my view on it will not improve if I, if I see it twice. So I think it's going to say like that, but yeah. Well, hey, listen, we we just crossed the one hour mark on our Doctor Strange episode there, so this is a legit episode now. This is yeah a for real episode, not just a little bonus segment that's going out to pay. I think I will make this one Patreon only. We'll see. Surfshark dot deal slash low res. Well, uh, you're you guys are already on Patreon dot com if you're hearing this. Uh, H word name on Twitter. Anything else? No, no. That's it. All right, that's it. That has been movies for this week. Wait, how how long after we hopped on this call did I hit record? Maybe we should drag this out just a minute or two long to play it safe. <laughs> I think it was a couple of minutes. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. All right, so so what 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 are we wearing tonight? You pointed out my shirt. What do you got? Blood Diner. Yes, I think I wore this before. So, mm. Blood Diner. Sure. Have you seen Blood Diner? Uh, do you know if it was on Joe Bob's Last Drive-In? Because I, I if I did watch it, it was probably through that. And there's that a lot of like movies it. that. Going one way and out the other. Blood feast, dinners of death marathon, supplies special blood and semen, so crime epic, dead or alive. Blood semen. That sounds like that, a real. Horror. That one I haven't seen. <laughs> dead or I alive. I hope I never uh, see blood semen. <laughs> oh, Stakashi Miki movie makes sense. Okay. Uh, because you know, dead or alive. I don't think that he's done that. Blood rage. Nope. It's uh, <clears throat> it's I think it's an Australian movie if I'm not mistaken. It's about two cannibal, uh, bro- no, it's not Australian. Uh, it's about two cannibal brothers that have a diner and they cook uh, victims, and then there's an Egyptian god element that comes into it and it gets all very wacky because of that. It's one of those, you know, when did this come out? Eighty-seven. So one of those, uh, I guess, more independent gory horror movies that were just very wacky from from that time wacky well that's uh that ties us back to sam Raimi. what do you think is sam Raimi's best film evil dead 2 you think it's evil best dead film yeah oh fuck didn't he do uh, a western in the 90s with leo I'm not... with leo yeah i think he i feel like he did a wet there's a lot of uh movies that, not a lot there's only like two the uh, from the, the 90s that are forgotten. Yeah, I believe he did The Quick and the Dead with Leonardo DiCaprio. Nope, that's Gene Hackman and Russell Crowe. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. Yeah, he's a child in it. That Russell Crowe. Have you seen that? I'm, I'm assuming not. Sharon Stone. It's got a really good cast. Gene Hackman for, for you know, a 95 movie. 
you got what was he getting up to in the mid and late 90s when dark man was what 93 94 yeah um let me see dark man was 92 then you've got army of darkness quick and the dead a simple plan for the love of the game that's 99 and then there's a movie called the gift from 2000 with billy bob oh that billy bob thornton wrote apparently uh kate blanchett katie holmes keanu reeves no idea that's probably interesting and then after that is the three spider-mans uh drag me to hell and then oz the great oz the mediocre and uh very boring and green screeny what do you think uh, happened what do you do you think he just he got to a point where he was doing these blockbuster films and he was like yeah i got nothing else to really say i got nothing i want to do well in between those uh maybe oof it's a it's a very not great uh, period of his career that in between um it's, it's it's strange because he is one of these guys that took the initiative to do everything on his own at the beginning mm-hmm. and then you see him evolve into this commercial director and then he's just not really interested in doing anything and what drags him out of I guess you could call it retirement or soft retirement or just a, a period of absence is money mm-hmm. is Disney movies. Yeah. And it's also a, a franchise that I don't think anyone was asking for, you know, we saw the, Oh no. Is that the first wizard of us that we've had since like what the eighties maybe there was the return to Oz movie, which was, um, uh, based on a sequel book. And that was, I highly doubt that was the only one because Wizard of Oz is public domain. Right. There was a series I remember uh, in, I think it was HBO called uh, uh, Oz. Yeah, it's about uh, prisoners <laughs> fucking each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cowardly lion is cowardly because he was getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh emerald city is that it yeah where they where they try to make it like cwh dorothy's like a little bit older and it's kind of horny it only lasted for what season what channel was this uh Uh, probably upn it it honestly looks it looks like a like a upn show oh Birds, that, it's very Birds of Prey-ish yeah. looking. Uh, the budget seems a little too high for CW, but this feels like... Wait, that was Anne Heche? This is definitely no. like a USA kind of show. She looks like uh, Anne Heche. Joely Richardson. All right, what do I know? 2016? This could yeah. be ABC. This could be USA, TNT. It's NBC. It was NBC. Okay. Yeah. But this is not the one that I was talking about. So there is another one. Uh, who's the guy that plays Nightcrawler in those X Men movies? Alan Cumming, gay Britishman. Alan, right? Because uh, I think he he played the Scarecrow in that series that I'm thinking of. It's oh, not a bad choice. Uh, he does a lot of things. So. Uh, queers. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Is this Merce Tempest? God damn, what the fuck was that show called? The L Word. All right, Alan. Oh, <clears throat> I 
Tin Man. Tin Man. That's okay, you know what? Called. I do have a memory of Tin Man. This was on Sci-Fi, I believe. What did they release it as? Zooey Dashnell, Neil McDonough. Uh, Neil McDonough of Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City fame, which yeah, is he now was a... undoubtedly the best Resident Evil anything in live action. Are you excited about that series? Fuck no. No? Do you know no. what's the teaser and got you excited about it? I w- Did you watch both teasers? There's two? No, I just saw the first one and was like, oh, cool, I didn't care before, I really don't care now. <laughs> they put out a teaser that felt very CW Batwoman, just mm-hmm. like it didn't really have, like I think they showed one zombie, and then there was like, here's the secret trailer you can unlock if you visit this website. And then it's like more of the animated teddy bear and monsters and like shit you've never heard of or seen before in the video game. Just nothing to do with Resident Evil. It's like, why didn't you want to like, you're just using the, the title here. Um, there's so Again, many different things you could have. Yeah. It's, like it's, just, and now, it's fucking... back to Paul W.S. Anderson. Just fuck everything. Who cares? Let's do our own thing and use the title. Oh, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, it's all action now. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, this is just going to be nonstop action. Tiresome. It's just, right. it's just, it's just why, why remake this? I mean, it's not like again, like you just said. Um, Welcome to Raccoon City, the best uh, Resident Evil version on screen. So it's not, it's not high expectations that you have to live up to, right? So why not just get someone that knows the story at least? And they can they can write it. How about that? Hey, yeah. let's let's give it to a fan that knows the lore and you know everything that's happened in the what eight shows. Uh, but no, they they continue to they continue to just give it to a TV writer that wrote something sometime or a couple of episodes. And hey, this this guy that's not interested in the video games or the story is going to be you know the head writer or whatever. And we get shit like this where. You, you have zero identity from the games or zero identity from the franchise. And it's just, well, there's zombies and that guy kind of looks like that monster, right? Aren't you excited? No. <laughs> no, it's going to be it's going to be rough going. You know what? If, you know, it's probably going to be the successor, the spiritual successor of Cowboy Bebop is my mm-hmm. vibe of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it'll last a season and then they'll pluck it and act like nothing happened. How long do you think Netflix is going to last for like how much longer before? Because I, I know that this past year they lost a bunch of money, right? And they did. They're going to change the service. And it, so there's going to be um, what Paramount Plus has been doing. I think maybe HBO Max does the same where you can watch it. You get everything or mostly everything. But there's going to be some commercials sprinkled throughout the programming. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. Yeah. They lost a lot of money. And I, I, it's so peculiar. It feels like everyone who's been, or all these corporations that have been you know, living so high on the hog all this time, untouchable, are now starting to be uh, penetrated by reality. <laughs> well, continue hiring creators that create things for no one and you won't have an audience. Continue trying to create things without caring about the original. Uh, what what do you call it? The yeah, the the oh, oh, 
without without caring about the fans that actually like the thing who you should be caring for so then you spent how much money on power bebop and for the show for no one uh and yeah just continue failing i'm i'm happy about their demise just for that reason only that uh don't revive or or make things out of an existing property if you're not going to care about them because it, the the only audience that you're going to attract which is the fans won't be there because they'd just be upset about how shit of a job you did and how you didn't care about any of that, you know? And mm. Netflix, that's what they do now. Just, you know, a book or an established franchise already, let's just remake it without bringing anything new or interesting to the table. So. I, I think it's crazy that they lost the subscribers they did even after the whole Squid Game sensation, which was something they desperately needed. It's just like one little pop culture because they, they were doing bangers one after another as far as like series go uh, for the longest time. And then they had nothing. And then they had Squid Game and they still lost. So who knows what that would have looked like without Squid Game in the mix, without people saying, oh, oh you should go check this out. Then we're probably looking at 20% loss. Yeah, because even what's the biggest one they have right now? Ozark? And that one that just like, ended too, right? So some people talk about, it, but it's not a. At least on my radar, it's not really a show that people talk about it like a Breaking Bad, you know, or like a like the show of whatever sh- big show is at the time. I feel like Better Call Saul is probably bigger than that show, uh, just because of that connection. Uh, and honestly, the way it ended, I saw it and I was kind of like, "Oh fuck you guys!" <laughs> like, that was kind of uh, so. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this just continues and uh, the other streaming services see what's happened to to them and not follow their steps, so that hopefully we can get quality content without having to browse for fucking half an hour to watch a movie that you've seen ten times before because you can't find anything else, which is what happens every time I go on Netflix. On a on a semi-related note, did you see the uh, the leaked videos uh, that came out from the? Twitter developers or engineers or whatever who run like the algorithms and whatnot. No. What the project uh, buried testing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those videos. Uh, I guess that's going to interrupt the Elon Musk deal because they were trying to sell it to him saying that uh, upward of 95% of users were authentic. And I think it's very clear, especially since random people gained a hundred thousand followers started like not being suppressed anymore. And then people like Keith Olbermann had like 60,000 followers drop off. Uh, that That is clearly not the case. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, interesting thing is going to be happening between Twitter and I think Disney taking a hit and Netflix taking a hit. It's all very necessary. It is, uh, For the it is pop culture healing a bit. Maybe. We'll see. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but it seems like it's going in that direction. Yeah. Also, your track record, right? You're a huge supporter of Quibi. And, uh, <laughs> I love Quibi. Yeah, I love Die Hard on, like, on Quibi with John Travolta and Kevin Hart. My favorite way of consuming content is on my phone Yeah, uh, while I'm on the train. It's a great idea. Yeah. All right. All right. That's been this episode. We got an actual movie to talk about next. We should have so. gotten a fucking show on Quibi and just <laughs> just gotten paid a bunch of money like all those people did for nothing. Well, goddamn. Quibi had a sequel service, didn't it? There was a there was a there was a second thing that was exactly like Quibi and was from the same people. And they were like, no, it's not Quibi. 
It's different. It's a new thing. And that failed too. But people don't remember that. I feel like I, I, it was something uh, from one of the Zuckers maybe or like whoever ran NBC or was one of these top guys at NBC for a period of time that tried doing it's, that. To see the content was sold to the Roku channel. But... <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a miserable fate. Oh, by the way, that Weird Al film is the first Roku original movie. You're and it looks... It looks exactly like a skit on SNL or on 30 Rock or one of these shows where it's just like a fake movie they're doing. It, it looks, looks like what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone watched that and was excited or hyped or like the, the most hardcore Weird Al fan probably watched that with a frown on their face. Is, is that a thing? <laughs> is that... Who's showing up to his shows? There must be, there must be a, a Weird Al contingent. Do you think there's like 13-year-old kids. No, I think that... they're like 50 years old. I think they're about five years younger than Weird Al himself. Can you imagine getting excited about going to an arena to go listen to White and Nerdy <laughs> live? Mm. <laughs> hey, I hope he plays fat. <laughs> no, I just, I can't. Like, that doesn't fit in my head at all. Just, okay, well, yeah, I used to like Weird Al, you know, when... uh Musical comedy was in his infancy, even though in the 60s there was a lot of that shit, corny comedy. Yeah. But now, like 30, 40 years later, you're still like, hey, hey boys, guess what? I'm going to go see fucking Weird Al in whatever arena tomorrow. I'm so excited. Weird. Weird Al. Those are weirdos. Playing Madison Square Garden. Eat it in front of a crowd (laughs) of one million people. Sounds terrific. All right, well, that's been movies for this week. We will be tuning into a Weird Al movie for the next episode. That's going to be very exciting. I know you're a big Dan Radcliffe fan, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll see how he does. All right, that has been the episode. Thank you for listening.